This is Film Club. Hello, podcasters. <laughs> what a welcome. Welcome, everyone, to our first mini-sode. Pew, 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 pew. We're going to be talking about May's film pick, Pride and Prejudice. We'll give our thoughts, and then we'll jump into listener submissions. Um, I guess I can try and say why, the, what the connection is. The film before this was Doubt, so my thought was connecting people who appear to be one way at the beginning of the film and then end up being like a completely different person or having identities that you didn't expect. That was my connection, I thought. That is very deep. <laughs> um, the connection that I was thinking of, there's the part where Mr. Collins is giving a sermon. And so that was the connection to the sermons given by the, the um, Mr. Hoffman. I think most of our viewers, Mr. Hoffman, <laughs> um, Father Flynn, most of our viewers got that. So well done them. Um, well, this is another one that I've picked that was on my movie alphabet. Actually, I think like every single one I've picked has been from not post, not El Postino, mm. but the other ones, yes. So everyone has heard my opinion of this movie before, but... It's one of my favorites. It has been one of my favorites for a long time. Just it's one of my mom's favorites. So we'd watch it a lot and like big family gatherings, like at Barry Lake every year we'd watch Jane Austen a lot. And then I read the books because I love the movie so much. Well, one book. And I've seen the six hour version as well. Um, but I like this version best, which is controversial. Lots of people like the six hour version. Mm. Um, which version six hour version it's like the, a bbc episodic oh okay yeah that's right i just think this one's so beautiful the way it, that they i don't know the lighting and the camera work and the people in it are also beautiful dear knightley is is my hero Aww. in this movie she's she does such a good job i did really like the continuous shots those are really really fun this is like the one at the beginning. And I feel like there's a couple in the, like the dancing scenes. I lived at a house called Pemberley in the first two years of my college life. And we got fish. The only way I was able to convince. There's a theme here of me convincing roommates to get pets. But the only way I convinced my roommates to get a fish was I was like, we live in Pemberley. We can name him Mr. Darcy. And then Mr. Darcy died. And then we got Mr. Darcy Jr. And he also died. <laughs> And then I think we did have a Mr. Bingley and a Mr. Collins. I feel like there were at least four fish, but they all died pretty quickly. So we weren't the best taking care of them. Yikes. Bat, 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 junior. <laughs> um, That's the, what your fish will be named now. Oh my gosh. Don't even tempt me. There are really beautiful shots in it. Um, a lot of nice landscapes and lighting. I did really like the acting, like... I thought everyone did a fantastic job. I love Donald Sutherland. Mm, oh yeah, I forgot <laughs> he he's so fun in it. And I don't like he just he plays a good, like very loving father, but kind of detached. And the mom is so irritating to me. Like I get that's why what she has to be, but I can't stand her. I don't know the name of the Mr. Darcy, but I really liked him too. I thought he did a good job. 
I don't know his name either. <laughs> um, He's not really in anything else. And I have, had avoided seeing this. And then we watched it together, but I had worked that day and I was really tired. So then I rewatched it again. And this on the second rewatch, I feel like I finally got into it. But there was like in my mind, either in trailers or just like clips I had seen of this like very dramatic rain shot, like where they're talking to each other in the rain. And I was always just like, oh, blah, blah, blah. But then they're like undercover and it's just raining in the background. And I actually really liked that scene. So it just was funny, like some of the like expectations or notions I had going into it. I was like, oh, okay, this is actually not as awful as I was expecting it to be. Or it's not what I was led to believe it to be is like this really floofy, overly romantic show. So no, yeah, it's like super intellectual. Like Mm -hmm. you can't, you can't sleep during it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You'll miss everything. And like, yeah, the love story is so, I don't know, or all these, it's like focused on love. Cause that's like what they were focused on mm-hmm. or at least what Jane Austen's books were about, but it's also like, Oh, Elizabeth, Elizabeth's love is such a, an undertone to the whole story. Yeah. It's mostly about her love with her sisters. I think. Mm hmm. And I just like that she wasn't looking necessarily to get like swept off her feet. You know what I mean? Like she seemed like a very grounded character. And I think Jane, that's her older sister. Yeah. She was very into the idea of romance and marriage, but she also seemed like pretty level-headed. And then her younger sisters are obviously like very, yeah. So it was cool to like, I feel like so often in the media, women are portrayed as like very similar characters. And so it's nice to see, like, in this, to see distinctions between... There's different kinds of women. Yeah, and even, like, within a notion of, like, female love or, like, wanting to get married, like, that there's... It's it's uh, more nuanced and specific than just being, like, all the same. I also... I just feel like Mr. Darcy is such a goober at the beginning, and it's just, like, this weirdo that is... He's just so, so full of himself. And then he really does turn into, like... Oh, he's like so cute and so nice, and so yeah. He's a shy boy. Like, <laughs> I think you probably like it, but I was kind of like, ha! Huh. Like, there's one part where they're walking in the ball, and he like kind of appears behind Elizabeth and then disappears. <laughs> <laughs> it always spooked me. Both times I watched it, I was like, oh, I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> but I don't remember that. The whole time I'm watching it, I just hear Tom Hanks' voice going, I bet you just love that Mr. Darcy. Said <laughs> from you got mail. Yeah. <laughs> and then I would hear Meg Ryan defending Elizabeth Bennett, but it's great. Oh, Elizabeth Bennett is so wonderful. The scene I'm going to write about, because I've gotten behind in my film essays, comparing this uh, where she's dancing and talking to Mr. Collins versus when she's dancing and talking to Darcy because of how awkward Mr. Collins is. But then she's at odds with Mr. Collins, but it's just like weird. And then she's at odds with Mr. Darcy. But then like when it just becomes them alone in the room, like it's, I thought that was very powerful too. I'm excited to write about that, explore that more. Watch it again for the third time this year. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe just that scene. <laughs> Oh, I, these are my other connections. Man and woman fighting. <laughs> Good one. 
the dinner scene because yeah, oh, yeah those yeah. are my other two polling everybody favorite characters two people said elizabeth one said mr darcy one said mr bennett do you have a favorite character it's probably elizabeth yeah but i colonel fitzwilliam no <laughs> oh my gosh is that the is that Mr. Wickham? He's the random friend that should, I feel like he has a bigger role. Oh, that like he's talks in the movie to... for like a few minutes. Yeah, I know who you're talking about now. That Elizabeth says like your friend was the biggest jerk in the ball and didn't dance with anyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do really like Elizabeth, but I'm gonna have to go with Mr. Collins. He like consistently in every Pride and Prejudice thing, he's my favorite. Like he's so funny in the plays, and then also Matt Smith plays him in Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. I think Sarah um, aptly called that. So good on you, Sarah. Favorite scene? Someone said the cliff scene. Someone said the the sunrise scene at the end with Elizabeth and Mr. Darcy. No, I hate it. I hated it so much. (laughs) I was on board with the film until the end. I was like, "Mm -mm." it's too much for me. Who said that? I think it was your mom. I think it's Jill. Classic. And then she she also said, I also love when she tries t- to talk and eat her soup and then is forced to play the piano at Rosings Park? Rosings Park? Rosings. Someone else said Mr. Darcy goes to Charlotte's house, says nothing to Elizabeth, and then leaves. <laughs> that was Andrew. Uh-huh. <laughs> Mr. Bennett talking to Elizabeth after she refused Mr. Collins. Quote, from this day henceforth, it seems you must be a stranger to one of your parents. Your mother will never see you again if you do not marry Mr. Collins, and I will never see you again if you do. I do love that part. Then the connection, literally everybody said ecclesiastical leader, Mr. Collins, the clergy. So everybody got it but me. And then our ratings, super embarrassing, three and a half, four and a half, four and a half, and five stars. So all very high. The rankings, it came in second on two people's lists, first in one person's list, and fifth in one person's list. So... Where would you rank it? Okay, Fantastic Mr. Fox is still first. Okay. And probably this one, Il Postino, Doubt, Loving Vincent. Okay. <laughs> I'll always rate my my choices higher because they're coming out of my pool of favorite movies. <laughs> okay. But I think I'm saying Doubt, Fantastic Mr. Fox, Il Postino, Loving Vincent, Pride and Prejudice. Last place. I mean, are you surprised? <laughs> no, you only rated it three. I, today I rated it four and a half, or maybe a four. Whoa, what a jump. What a difference it makes to be well-rested. <laughs> we'll read listener reviews. Andrew? Mm-hmm. Lauren told me to review this movie, so here it is. I liked it more than I thought I would, and was interested in the story throughout the whole two-hour-length movie. Other favorite parts... Mr. Darcy practices with Mr. Bingley on his proposal to Jane outside of their house. I love that part, too. He says, Mr. Bingley. And then everyone knows the same song on the pianoforte, and someone is almost always playing it. (laughs) Okay, this is from George. He said, This lavish and romantic version, exquisitely filmed and directed, is perhaps the most delightful adaptation of a most delightful story. I was impressed by the attention to tiny and background details, especially in the dance and crowd scenes. The aspect I have always enjoyed the most about Pride and Prejudice is the language, so precise and poetic, and the screenplay captured that perfectly to express Jane Austen's social commentary. Question, why hasn't Disney turned this into a musical? 
or have they? Um, they have not. I don't know if I, I would like that. I think it's that. Disney property. I mean, they technically could do it because it's past the copyright um, oh, 100 years. Pride and Prejudice. Yeah. yeah. I don't know that I would like it, though. I don't think I would either. I think I just feel like there's so much done with Pride and Prejudice already that it wouldn't feel like anything new, you know? Yeah. How could they retell this story that's right. been retold so many times? Austin Land, all these places, yeah. The Pink Bible. All right. Catherine said, I really enjoyed watching Pride and Prejudice. I don't consider myself a diehard Jane Austen fan, but revisiting this story was fun. I read the book, studied a bit about the author in college, seen the play on stage, and seen a few of the movie adaptations, including this one. I remember liking this particular version, and it was nice to step back into the story. Details came back to me pretty quickly. The two youngest Bennett's daughters are fairly empty-headed. Wickham is a loser, etc. I like the cast, and the dialogue really shines. And oh my heavens, Mr. Bingley's hair! Five <laughs> exclamation points. It just makes me laugh every time. I think the performances are convincing. The camera work is impressive. The long shots give you a mix of tons of different characters as the camera moves around. The exterior shot showing all the different windows of the house. Mr. Collins gives a very satisfyingly awkward and hilarious performance. I remember him being one of my favorite characters in the Cedar City performance, Brian Vaughn for life. Yes. And it, it was fun to watch him here too. The movie provides interesting commentary on sociality then, oh, sociality then, the near impossibility for women to support themselves and having to rely on marriage in order to have a living, and Elizabeth's bravery and stubbornness in not giving into social mores. Um, and she wishes she could narrate with Biz and Rachel. <laughs> you wouldn't appreciate that. Um, maybe you well, would. I thought you'd never seen it before. No, but narrating is when we make fun of it. <laughs> oh, she was she wasn't remembering that. She was just thinking of things to narrate. Yeah. Okay. Um. Uh. Oh, yeah. So Brian Vaughn played Mr. Collins and was just hilarious in it. He's like this guy at the Shakespeare Festival that we love and when I went just barely with Deb I saw him on the street and I took a stalker photo of him because I was like it's Brian Vaughn <laughs> oh my gosh um local celebrity okay moving on to Jill ah uh, this movie just makes my heart so happy the scenery the music the costumes I love me a good Jane Austen movie adaptation and although the six hour BBC version of Pride and Prejudice is my all-time favorite there it is that you were saying mm-hmm. I love this version as well I think they did a great job condensing the story and I love so many little things that they did like when Elizabeth is on the swing going in circles and then Charlotte is there. How the light looks when you see when the sun shines in your eyes when they are closed while she is traveling to the country with her aunt and uncle. Elizabeth standing on the rocky cliff. The crazy mom, poor Mr. Collins, the rising sun when they are walking and meet each other in the field and so much more. I think Rosamund Pike is a much better Jane than other versions and she actually is the prettiest girl in the county and ah here's his name matthew mcfaden does a great job as a conflicted darcy entering a room and then leaving without saying anything but doesn't meet or doesn't beat colin firth in my honest opinion or is it in my humble opinion i could go on and on but suffice it to say i was happy to rewatch this movie for your movie club i never get tired of it the sunrise scene she was talking about when they meet like oh are you, this, you're saying the part you hate is after when they're at his house right? yes when she when he's like mrs darcy when they're they're Mrs. kissing darcy. each other yeah 
and it's not like the kissing that bothers me so much it's just like so cringy <laughs> no it's so romantic no <laughs> i when take it back he comes out in the field yeah okay and we have a new member of the film club which is very exciting sammy shared her thoughts with us she was actually living with me at pemberley so it's very appropriate that this is her debut but she studied film and then is living in new york and when lauren and i went to new york just recently we spent some time with her so here are her thoughts pride and prejudice has remained in my top five favorite films ever since graduating in media arts and throughout all the other amazing films i've seen over the years the cinematography is amazing and the music is phenomenal the way they compress the story and still maintain the essence of the novel is a great show of screenwriting and video editing while I didn't rewatch before submitting my thoughts, I remember a few assignments I did in relation to this film and a personal experience that illustrates the greatness of it. The first assignment was a paper about the camera work and the mise-en-scene. One of the first shots of the film where we follow Lizzie into the house introduces us to the characters and relationships within the family in such an artful way. Also, the placement of the sisters and mom in the scene when Bingley first comes in to apologize and uh, and propose and the frantic movement to act normal is similar in revealing more than just where they are in the room but their relationships relationships with each other and what they're invested in there's also the frames within frames the trees outside is bingley paces and the window that bingley and jane stand on either side of till bingley closes the gap as he approaches her on one knee the art and paneling of rooms throughout the film frame the characters and their contemplation in my cinematography class i did an assignment to mimic the orange and blue light while so much of it is beautifully shot during golden hour, there's also plenty of moments where they use sharp contrast of warm orange indoor lighting and cool blue outdoor lighting in night scenes. Those two colors are opposites on the color wheel and variations are used throughout, not only in the lighting, but in set design. The Bennett house, for example, has a lot of orange yellow decoration and blue walls. It's so consistently stylized. Now there's plenty more I could say, including the romance of the rain scene filmed at, at Stourhead, or the artistic choice during the dance scene where all the other actors are removed and we only see them dancing to emphasize, emphasize the chemistry building. The all the good and giddy feels seem best represented by a viewing of this I had in 2020. It was May and my first birthday of the pandemic. There was only so much to do to celebrate quarantining. So I asked my fiance to watch Pride and Prejudice with me by pulling the birthday card because he had been uninterested <laughs> and unwilling up to that point. A shame. I'm just like Joel in that manner. <laughs> Lauren made me watch this for film club. <laughs> my dad was around and grumbled when he heard what I was putting on. But then as we watched, I saw them smile and get anxious and laugh and get giddy just as I do. They were invested and surprised at how much they enjoyed it. Romance is a comforting genre and this is often written off um, as a chick flick, but it's a masterpiece in tapping into positive emotions of all its viewers in its simplicity of storytelling in its humor and excellent boiled potatoes. And of course, in its cinematography and music. Tear. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's, it's fun to, I enjoy all of our reviewers' submissions, but it's fun to have notes from someone who's like done a lot of school assignments associated with it too. Someone who's already, yeah, written essays about the movie. <laughs> yeah. So um, thank you, Sammy. And thank you to all of our uh, listeners who submitted those pins are being ordered as we speak, so get excited for that. It's going to be a double order with Doubt and Pride and Prejudice. Make sure you watch Summer of Soul and get your reviews to us by emailing us at abttg5 at gmail.com. Um, and just make sure you include the word summer or summer of soul in your subject line. It can have other words in it too. 
But if you do that, it'll automatically ping it back since some people are impatient at my responding. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But then it'll ping that um, form for you to fill out automatically. Yeah, just have that in by the end of the month and we will see you pretty soon because the guest episode is on its way. You took the words straight out of my mouth, PJ. Mr. Collins gives a very sad, finally, 